celebrating Radio One's 42nd anniversary. Our Radio One family, our employees, their family members, our listeners, our viewers, our extended family. Been serving the African American community for over 42 years. The views and opinions of the guest and host you hear on 1010 WOLB are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio One, its sponsors, or advertisers. And a afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Coach's Corner with yours truly, Coach Butch McAdams, featuring my main man, he is T.J. Smith. And this show is sponsored in part by J&W Brown. J&W Brown, they are a general contracting, licensed, full-service business serving all of your home improvement and renovational needs. That's both interior and exterior. Now, write this number down, and I'm, I can proudly say they are black-owned and black-operated. 410-728-5000. That's 410-728-5000. J&W Brown General Contracting. And you say, wait a minute, Coach, I didn't get that number. Well, hey, here we go one more time. I know y'all a little slow after the Ravens loss, so I'll do you a, a, a favor. 410-728-5000. And, TJ, let's talk about the other wonderful business that makes this show possible. Yes, that's Briarcliff Apartments. And that's for more than 50 years, Briarcliff has been the number one apartment community in Cockeysville known for having an extensive list of features, amenities, and community first. Conveniently located near restaurants and shopping, Briarcliff communities include one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, many of them with dens. You can call 410-316-1340 to schedule a tour now. And if you're like Coach, you might need a place to hide out. Keep talking about the Ravens. So call 410-316-1340 to check on an apartment to hide out if you coach and want to talk trash about our Ravens. No, well, I'm not the one that needs to hide out today. Maybe St. Lamar Jackson needs to hide out, okay? Uh, and let's get to it because, you know, this is the fastest-moving, fastest-paced show on 1010-WOLB. We don't waste time with small talk. We get right into it. We call it the rundown. And, of course, it's Monday. It's in October. It's Ravens talk. Now, whatever you say today, TJ, now you know I love you like a younger brother, like the younger brother I never had. But please do not, and any of y'all, what I don't want to hear Y'all know the Ravens could very easily be 6-0. and Stop it! They could very easily be 2-4. and But they are what they are. A wise man once said, your record is who you are. They're 3-3. Three and three. TJ, what happened? 
Yes, the first place AFC North first place Ravens are three and three, and they unfortunately dropped another tough one because sort of like the Baker Mayfield when he was a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in our division, the Ravens seem to be able to put together 55 good minutes of football and five minutes of football that just let the the game fall apart. And I have to say, I know this is tough, but I think Lamar Jackson's trying to do too much. Um, and I don't know if it's the contract situation in the back of his head or what, but inerrant throws, not protecting the ball, and it's led to points for the other team and taking points off the board for us. And that's been the difference in at least two games this year where we could hypothetically be 5-1 and one or even 6-0. and oh. Yes, Coach, we could be. We also could be 1-5 right now or 2-4, and four, but with 3-3. Three and three. Well, you know there's an old saying, and it says, it's not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. Well, look, I came up, I changed that one. And it's not it's not whether or not you win or lose how you play the game. No, can that. It's not whether or not you win or lose, but who who you place the blame. And the first one, we put the blame, rightfully so, on the defense. To allow a team to come back uh, 21 points, that's defense. The second loss, we put it on the head coach, Harbaugh. Tremendously bad decisions. This one, folks, I'm sorry. Some of y'all don't want to hear it. If you're going to put the blame on someone, as you like to do, this one is on Lamar. Lamar played one of his worst games. Now, he was electric at times running it. But in terms of his decision-making, as you alluded to, his accuracy and his his just overall poise, it was not a good day for Lamar Jackson. Your thoughts? No, no, no. Definitely agree. And, you know, the, the, the questions that many will put out there, is it because he doesn't have Rashad Bateman? Is it because the offensive line is still trying to get itself together? Is it because he was trying to do too much? Is it because he's not as great of a passer that some people want him to be or think he is? I, I just I don't like some of the last-minute decisions that he made where he can easily throw the ball away versus trying to make a play. And I tell you, even yesterday's game, when there was a minute and 41 left, three timeouts remaining, I had my money on Lamar to make that comeback. But scrambling around in the pocket, the ball hanging out, it gets knocked away just that quickly. It's over. Uh, As he grows and becomes wiser at this sport, he's got to make better decisions with holding on to that ball and understanding the situation that he's in. And understanding the limited capabilities of your defense that might be struggling a bit. And that goes back to the game uh, two weeks ago that we lost. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely – can't really put this one on the defense. I think the defense right. played about as well as they can. This is not the yeah. 2000 Ravens. This is not the, the, the mid-80 Bears. It's not the no-name defense of the uh, Miami Dolphins. Okay. But, but you it, want to keep them the off defense, the field. You don't want to put the defense in a position to have to run back out there because of a turnover. And you, as Lamar, should be thinking that. We don't want to put them back on the field, especially in the fourth quarter. 
he had two two turnovers, two turnovers, and again, this one is on him. You, you can't ignore it. You you can't uh, just just say, hey, be oblivious to it. This loss was on the quarterback, but the Ravens are limited, and they went against their old defensive coordinator, Wink. Mm-hmm. And I think Wink understood that if you take Andrews away, they don't have many other offensive weapons. You take Andrews away, you put a spire, a guy that covers Lamar, then let the other guys beat you. Yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough day at the office. And the offense was anemic to start. Now, people will say, pay Lamar. And Lamar will get paid. But once again, TJ, as we try to in, enlighten people, this is not about the number in terms of money. It's about the guaranteed number. Right. And no smart organization is going to guarantee Lamar or anyone else over $200 million of a contract. Uh, you know, what well, Cleveland did it. Cleveland did it, and and Cleveland has not been known in the last 30 years to be a smart organization. And that's what I'm saying, Coach. I think you're 100% right that the I, I think the good teams, the ones who have a track record of being good, aren't going to pay that level of money guaranteed under the current salary cap restrictions. But I believe that there are those teams that we know end up in the bottom third regularly that would be willing to splurge. And, again, Lamar Jackson undoubtedly puts butts in the seat and fills up the stadium and is great for branding. And he's still great for Baltimore, of course. The question becomes, is there a team out there? Let's think about the Cincinnati Bengals or the Marvin Lewis years. They were a legitimate team that wasn't going to win any playoff games, or many playoff games, but they were winning a lot more than they were. And it put butts in the seat. And they became a team that was talked about a whole lot more. So it's a team that'll pay them, in my opinion. Not meaning they're going to win, but they'll pay them. And and the final point in terms of Lamar, if you pay him, then does that not hamstring you in terms of what you can put around him? Totally, totally agree. I think that's a I think that's a huge issue as well because I don't know if you could say these two things in the same sentence. We need to pay Lamar, and we need to go out and get X, Y, Z. It's right now, we pay Lamar, X, Y, and Z have to be developed through the draft or right now on the team. That, that's just the reality. Or we end up with those players at the very end of their career that want to come in for another year or two and get a small, smaller payday. All right. N- number two on the rundown, and I got to mention this, and look – your city, your beloved Baltimore, uh, from a PR perspective, they don't get a lot of love in most cases. However, this was positive, and I got to bring it up. It, a general poll was taking. Yards was voted the most, the most attractive baseball venue in America. And they talked about the seating. They talked about the food 
there. And I agree that if you look at Camden Yards, Camden Yards was the model for all or most of your modern day ballparks. Yeah. Okay. And and if 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 you notice, baseball venues for the most part now aren't called stadiums; Ball they're called ballparks. That's right. And for a football stadium, it has to be a minimum of seventy thousand seats. Baseball, no. Baseball now a, a good baseball park is about forty thousand seats. Uh, because you don't need 70 because of the, the number of home games and also from a viewing perspective. Mm-hmm. And so Camden Yards was voted the number one baseball park in America, and I have no problems with it. Now, oh, here I go, bad coach. You know, they didn't consider you got to get there and you got to get to your car and you got to uh, get home. That They didn't uh, consider that. We were talking but, about the baseball. But once you but once you get there, if the food is good, but yeah, you can talk about Boog's barbecue, which is great. But Camden Yards doesn't have a Ben's Chili Bowl. Hey, hey, but hey, hold on. Ben's Chili Bowl is unique to the D.C. area, and it's it, there is one at the casino, Horseshoe, right across the way. That's why we do well, have there's a, one in. We do have a Jimmy's Fantasy Food, local eatery. We have a Atman's. Oh, I'm sorry, Atman's is over at the Ravens Stadium. But we have a, a Stuggies, a famous hot dog uh, place right, here. Yeah. We have the Charm City Diner. So they went and got some local brands to put into the. Uh, but they don't know, and it's, and it's nothing, and it's nothing wrong with all of those venues. And if they want to sponsor, the Coach's Corner will welcome it. However, I'm partial. To, to the Chili Bowl, because as you stated, there's one in the casino. There's there's one in FedEx Field, one of the few uh, features at that, at that dump. Okay. There's, one in, it, there's one in the baseball park. And guess what? There's one at the airport. Yeah. And, and guess what, Coach? Guess what, Coach? Let me, let, me, let me say something on behalf of most of my Baltimoreans. We don't care. We don't want to bend Chili Bowl at, uh, at the Oriole Park because – that is a D.C. staple. We have Baltimore flavors, like you can get your crabby fries and your crabby hot dog at the baseball stadium in Baltimore, the baseball ballpark, and have a beautiful view. And it won't be this fictitious concocted one like the Nationals Park. By the way, I do love the Navy Yard area, which has a lot of uh, character to it. But I had to just throw that out there. And I know you don't know much about that area of D.C. because you're usually over in Fairfax County where you live. But it's beautiful. <laughs> Baltimore City's uh, uh, ballpark is absolutely stunning, and they had a great concert there with, I think it was Billy Joel over the summer, and Drew Hill also performed there at one of the Orioles games. The place is great, and people need to take their uh, family and kids out. Built in 1992, this 30th anniversary, and the stadium looks like uh, it, it still looks brand new almost. Yeah, and it looks brand new because the last five or six years, uh, wasn't many people sitting in the seat. So, all right, now let's let's get into something. Uh, you know, we give the dessert first, and now we get to the meat potatoes. And sports is the the toy department of news, but now let's get into it. I remember as recently as last week, and you made it clear 
this was not a victory lap, but that you were thankful that they, at that point it appeared to be a standstill, so to speak, on the homicides and violent crimes. Well, well unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, my friend, mm-hmm. this week, it's a different story. Talk to us, man. Yeah, you know, from my time uh, working there, we, we all know we don't take any victory laps. The trend uh, doesn't break in a month when it's been going on for eight years. Plus, um, unfortunately, um, you know, with the law and homicide, there were about 13 murders in the month of September. And I say about because the number changes uh, at times. But about 13 murders in the month of uh, September as a whole. We've already exceeded that for the month of October, and we are just at the midway point. And we've caught up to last year's numbers again. We had dipped below last year's numbers for a brief periods. You of time. surpassed it. You, you and, surpassed and, it today. Two seventy. Yeah, two. And it, it, again, that number it, it might have been two sixty nine on this day last year, but we're right around even with where we were last year, which again was a very bad year. So. Um, you can, what can you take from September? What happened? That's something that, you know, it, it, it could be the ebbs and flows of violence, which we've seen. Uh, but definitely it, we're, we're sadly back to the pattern that we've been on for m- much of this year and basically the last eight years. Well, well, you know what I see, and I'm an outsider, but as I said, I came to Baltimore on the bus but I was looking out the window and look, you have right now too many people who are the decision makers who have an activist mindset. And that was good. If we're talking the late 1960s or seventies, but right now you've got to be an activist, but an activist for all of the citizens. And you look across the country, you used in our conversation, London Breed, who is the mayor of San Francisco, I believe. And she came in as a progressive, but she evolved and she had to make adjustments because she saw that that progressive philosophy is not applicable to today's day-to-day living. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, London Breed is a, an example of someone who was probably looked at as far left, a progressive left, um, a different type of Democrat than the traditional Democrat. And now I just need to make that clear because it's not intertwining things. That's a different subset of people. But she's changed. And um, for people who are interested, I have a series on my podcast with some of our leaders in the city that will include. Uh, Mayor Brandon Scott, Police Commissioner uh, uh, Michael Harrison, and incoming state's attorney um, uh, Ivan Bates, where I'm talking to them about these specific issues. You can go to my website, tjsmithmedia.com, to see where the podcast is and hear from them where they stand on these specific issues. Because London Breed saw that it was impacting the finances of the city, and she said, we have to transition. And, Coach, you and I talk about this all the time. Um, the money 
the the developers, the business owners, they bring opportunity. And the more people that are working, the more opportunity they have and the less chance they have to be out on the streets doing something nefarious. Well, why, doesn't, why, why, doesn't, why doesn't Mayor Brandon Scott see this? Well, it, 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 he he has a philosophy right now that he's um, that he's sticking to, and 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 that's the direction we're going. And you know, twenty twenty three, we're we're just on the heels of it. We have a a general election in less than a couple weeks, basically, and then as soon as the calendar turns to twenty twenty three, we'll be back in the mayoral cycle, and the people of Baltimore will decide. Are we in it for the long haul, or are we ready to make a change again at the top job? I just can't. I just cannot see, unless he, he turns uh, all the way around. I can't see him being reelected. I just can't. With 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 what we've talked about, and now the question is, who will throw his or her hat in the ring? And I'm hearing rumors, 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 rumors that maybe some council members will throw their hats in the ring. Rumor, Costello, rumor, Cohen, okay? And then there's that large, giant shadow in Baltimore politics that will always loom. And and I can call a friend because I have great respect for, and that's Sheila Dixon. Yeah, and, and now uh, I haven't heard the name T.J. Smith, and that's what I've got my researchers uh, on that one, but I've not heard that name yet. Well, you need to get your researchers out of Bowie or wherever you're living at, and have them come <laughs> on up to Baltimore, and I will have a conversation with them. And unlike Miss Dixon, who we had on the show, and I asked okay. her that direct question at the very end: Are you going to run for mayor? She did not give an unequivocal no. She said God has to speak to her and speak to her loudly. I can give you an unequivocal no. <laughs> you ain't going to have any gray area with me. Unequivocal no. Ain't happening. So uh, good luck to the next crop of people who decide to run. And I've heard some of the same names. I also wouldn't be shocked to see former Mayor Dixon or former Mayor Pugh in politics in Baltimore again, at least attempting. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see former Mayor Dixon, but I would be shocked to see former Mayor Pugh, and we've got to research it. I don't know if former Mayor Pugh is eligible. I, I don't know was she convicted of a felony, and if so, are felons allowed to, to uh, run for public office? That I don't know, okay? That, that I don't know. But what I, what I do know is we, we had a debate last week, the first and, from what I'm hearing, the only with Dan Cox and Wes Moore. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I, I know you were on top of it. Your thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's the only debate. I wouldn't give Dan Cox a, an ounce of airtime if I was Wes Moore because – this is a guy who's down in all of the polls. He knows it. He's down uh, 30 points on average in all of the polls, and he's already calling into question the validity of the election. He's Donald Trump Jr. 
get rid of him. He can go right off into the sunset. I don't care about a word that man has to say because all he's doing is fanning the flames of idiocy, and we shouldn't even entertain this fool. He ain't nothing but Kanye West on steroids. I don't need to hear from either one of them. Both of them can shut the hell up. Period. Well, and, and I can't listen. I I will not debate that. I will say, as I said last week, it is a shame that the choices aren't better. And I think that Mr. Moore will become the governor because of who he's running against. But I will ask the question again. Tell me what is his platform? Tell me what, what has he said? Is on his website, see, Coach. You don't want to do. Tell that me what is. I'm not going to his website. You, as a as a person who, I'm asking you, TJ, as a person who supports him, and that's fine. That's your right. But tell me what is his platform? Don't tell me to go to his website. He well, needs but, to articulate but, but, but coach, but coach, we on this here radio show have said it is beyond getting more people to vote. We can't just tell people go out and vote. We have to educate ourselves to vote. And that's and why I'm asking you. Plans on his website. And I can tell you this. I'm not going to go over Westmore's policy, but I won't be voting against democracy for someone who believes January 6th was a hoax. For someone who believes, I agree, and listen, I agree with that. From Donald I Trump, agree. for someone who's already calling fraud in this election before we even cast our ballots. No, you know, now you know, TJ, now you know, I love this. I'm smiling <laughs> because I had 18 years of radio back and forth, and you sound like my previous partner, which is, you know, we got with love and respect him. So I'm a veteran at this. All right, it is our job with a mm-hmm. microphone to encourage people to vote, but also encourage people why and who they should vote for. And I'm asking you, have you heard a platform? I, I, I have put it this way. I know with Westmore, based on everything I've spoken to him about directly, everything that, that, that he's had in policy, that transportation will be something that's much more of a priority, and we're talking about public transportation. Okay, now now we're cooking. Now now that's what I'm trying to get you to do. All right, that's one thing. Uh, the education, getting 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 educational initiatives in place in places like Baltimore City and your home, Prince George's County, to bring more kids <laughs> up to where they need to be when they get into elementary and middle school with the data supporting what that preschool brand is learning at the time. The public safety aspect, you have these people who are on the right trying to call him a defund the police, et cetera, et cetera. He ain't said, he ain't said a word about that. He ain't said a word about that. Now, I got uh, you. Now, that, that's what I want. Now, the final what's thing. The, what's that other thing, though, the, uh, the, 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 the educational thing that, that the, the Republicans are using as the boogeyman to scare people about, um, about, about uh, teaching um, race, the theory, the, the, the theory? Oh, yeah, yeah. He right. ain't said uh-huh. nothing about that stuff. It's, 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 it's all concocted. And they got you hook, line, and sinker, man. I need to go fishing down in the... No, they ain't. No, no, no. They have not gotten me. I'm just try, I'm trying to do my job for us to let him know, let our listeners know. 
we don't want us. We don't want folks voting for him simply because he's black. We don't want votes for voting for him simply because there's an idiot politically, and I'm not calling him an idiot personally, but politically, he's he's opposing. We want yeah. folks to vote for him because they want him to be the mayor for tangible yeah. reasons. Yeah. Right. Go, I mean, excuse me, governor. Governor. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, last thing. What has he said? Has anyone asked him? Here's the important question. Mm-hmm. What govern, when, when you become governor, what about taxes? Are you going to kill us with taxes like the previous Democratic governor did? Well, I, I think I think that if you were asked that question, um, or he was asked that question, anyone with any sense is not going to say, oh, we're going to raise taxes. Now, of course, you don't have the budget book in front of you, so you really don't know what you're looking at. You haven't crunched everything when it comes to your plans. Read my lips. Read like. my yeah. lips. No <laughs> more taxes. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully he keeps taxes down. And a lot of the plans that he has hopefully can fit within the current budget. And that means, you know, like we budget in our household. You might have to go away from something that's happening now in order to put forth a plan that you want to implement using existing dollars. Okay. Now, we're going to open the lines. You know how this works. We just gave you the rundown for the most part. We want first-time callers. We want infrequent callers. Get straight to your point. Uh, this is not open lines. You can't just say what you want to say. Uh, use the, the rundown, and we give you a wide variety. You want to talk Ravens, we can do that. You want to talk the gu- gubernatorial debate, we can do that. You want to talk the violence thus far in October, we can do that as well. And finally, TJ. Another gun found near a school? And if you haven't seen the gun, most of the news sites have it. It was last week, the end of last week. It had an extended magazine. Uh, I believe it was found in a car on a kid. And fortunately, these kids are smart enough to allude to what they're going to do. So it's captured before it gets into the school. But it brings up the conversation again about the school resource officers being in the school and armed because these things happen. You don't have time to call a timeout. Let me go get my gun. And it's not to go just kill a child. It's to protect other children. If you look at this extended magazine from the picture I saw, it was loaded with a number of rounds uh, that could do some serious damage. And fortunately, it was caught before it got into the school and uh, no one was injured. So that's the, the beauty. Now, having said that, having said that, what is the logic? Unless you have a personal agenda, what is the logic for folks who are who still oppose the school police department not being fully equipped, i.e. not being allowed to take their weapon or their revolver in the building? This is ridiculous. Yeah. What world are you living in? What city are you living in? What game are you watching? All right, 410-481-1010, 410-481-1010, and uh, we're going to go to the lines, and let's go, oh, let's go with our sports guy. I call him Bobby Baseball. Robert, you're up first. 
I keep trying to tell them, Coach, it's not a good football team, but they're still living vicariously through that 2019 season. Yesterday, Lamar missed three guys that was wide open for touchdowns. In the Cincinnati game, he missed two guys that was wide open that a high school quarterback could make those throws. He doesn't throw the ball well to the outside, and he doesn't throw the ball well deep. If you want to get a quarterback, you better trade this one, get those first-round picks. Somebody's going to get that young man down at Tennessee, Hendon Hooker. God Almighty, and he's got a rifle for an arm. And, and, and coming up. And, and and yeah, yeah, but coming up, not not this year's draft. Next year's draft, my guy, guy who I know, uh, Caleb Williams, who started with Oklahoma and now he's at USC. USC. Yes, sir. you yeah. got a lot of good young quarterbacks out there that can throw the football, and they're playing in more of a, a pro style offense. Because if you can pay Lamar North of fifty million dollars, but you ain't gonna have much to pay anybody else in two years. You can bet to 89 is going to walk because this contract will be up. And who are you going to have then? So if you're going to rebuild a team, now's the time to do it. That's my well, comment. Let me ask you this real quick. Baseball season, man, it's nothing like baseball because unlike football, it's not the team, TJ, who is the best team that always wins. It's a team that's playing the best at this time. And the Philadelphia Phillies, they look hot in the National League. Of course, the Astros in the American League. Well, remember this too, Coach. Momentum is your next day's starting pitcher. No question about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spawn and sing and, and, and pray for rain. I'm sorry to bring you the bad news, TJ. But, you know, life is not always a very pretty thing, and that's the way it is. I appreciate the call, Bobby. My mama told me, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So I'm going to just remain quiet as you talk about power rates. Uh, so, thanks for the call. Okay, I will. <laughs> all right. Wait, one ten ten line available, 410-481-1010. Look, if you want to place the blame, uh, and the first loss on the defense, you did, you were right. You want to place the blame at the second loss on Harbaugh's decision, you did, you were right. I'm saying yesterday, you got to put this one on Lamar. Let's see what the old quarterback, not old, but a former quarterback, Doc Cheatham has to say. Doc, you're up next. Well, thanks so much for taking my call. I got a confession to make. I've been trying to confess it to Larry, but I needed to confess it to you that uh, they said there's nothing wrong with being a copycat as long as you know what cat to copy. Uh, Well, this is the uh, sixth week in a row that we have done football predictions at the end of my radio show. Uh, And all I can tell folks is uh, they got some folks called experts on ESPN I'm blowing all 10 of them out of the water every week. Uh, I'm out predicting them in football. But I would say this, one, if you're a good quarterback, yes, there are some times that you can run and throw the ball at the same time. And uh, uh, I would say uh, the caller before me is definitely an expert in the area. I know a little bit about quarterback. You're not going to be successful if you're always throwing the ball and you're on the move. Sometimes you need to plant your feet 
Uh, I would totally agree that Lamar has missed four very important passes, two in the last two games. But I would say this, if you don't know how to close a deal, and that's what I used to tell folks with the election board, if you don't know how to close an election, it's a management problem. We have a management problem that they have not been able to close the game. Yes, we got individuals who have not performed well, but when you cannot close the deal, that's a management problem. They got to do a better job closing the end of the game. All right, thank you, Doc. They got to. Well, that's that's obvious, Doc. Now, now you say that you're doing well with your picks. You didn't pick the Giants to to beat the Ravens, did you? I sure did not. I, I did pick the Ravens last week, but week before last, I didn't pick the Ravens that week either. <laughs> well, well looking, at, looking at Kansas City and looking at Kansas City and Buffalo yesterday. I picked Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Buffalo and Philadelphia are, are the two best teams right now. And Philadelphia looks Philadelphia. I told neighbors in my block, I said, y'all better look look for a Buffalo. Uh, what, maybe they can win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> maybe. All right, thanks, Doc. All right, line of All right, 410, 481-1010. 410-481-1010. And um, also on the ballot coming up would be Term limitations, and we've talked about that, TJ, as well. But uh, let's reiterate, what are your thoughts on that? I am against this as, as it applies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, w- I will be voting against this referendum. However, I agree with the concept of term limits. Um, I just don't agree with how this is presented, the two terms across the board for the citywide elected positions, um, I think that there could have been some modification um, in it. And I think that that's something that should be looked at. Uh, continuity is important. And well, I don't agree that we should leave it alone and not do anything, but I do think that there are ways that we can make it uh, more feasible to make sure we don't have the same people in the same office for 40 years. Well, but no, but but again, as the old man once said, same things make you laugh can make you cry. And what I mean by that is, um, yeah, if you've got someone in that maybe like we have now, the current mayor, and you want to ensure that uh, he or she doesn't doesn't get too many terms, then uh, yeah. But what about if you get a man Barry in? What about if you get someone that's truly doing a good job? then you don't want to just stop them at just two terms, like like the president. I wish the presidency was uh, three terms, okay? Because we had a couple of presidents that certainly could have used, we as a country could have used an additional term of four years. And again, I am not in favor of protecting people from themselves. If you suffer from obesity because you lack dietary uh, dietary uh, discipline, you don't want to shut down all the ice cream parlors, okay? You know, no, it's up to the individual. All right, 410-481-1010. Charles, you're up next. Talk to me. 
Hey, good afternoon, Coach. Uh, I'm not a guru like some of the other ones uh, as far as football, but in terms of Lamar Jackson, I just wanted to get your opinion. Now, does he get his, um, his, his orders from the coordinators who tell him what plays to make, or do he make his own plays? And I say that because if that's the case, can we truly blame him for whatever plays? Now, and I'll take your, your response off the air. Okay, I, I think that for the most part, the quarterbacks uh, get the plays from the sidelines. Okay, now sometimes they have the right to what we used to call check off. But it wasn't necessarily the plays, it's, it's the execution. execution. You've you got to make a better decision. Look, mm-hmm. you've got to have a, a feeling for the game, all right? And a sack or throwing the ball away would have better served them than him trying to make a play on his way down and throwing the ball uh, haphazardly in the middle of the field for an interception. The other yeah. part, trying to make a play, not protecting the football. So, to me, TJ, this isn't about the plays selection. It's about the execution and basic fundamentals. Yeah, he has he has great autonomy to check out a plays, call an audible. If he sees something at the line that the offense coordinator won't see, they have sets the plays that they call into him, and he can check out. But then it's about making the decision. Decision, okay. Um, Mark is going to be your first. Mark Andrews will be your first read. But holy crap, um, you have Duvernay running wide open in the middle of the field. You're going to go to him. But like you just said, Coach, it's about hitting him. You know, uh, they they called the, um, the 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 fourth down play a couple weeks ago to Wallace down the sideline. The play was there. He was open. The the pass wasn't. He missed him. So that's not a Greg Roman thing. As much as we want to blame him, you connect with him. You're a hero. First down, touchdown. We win the game. You miss them, we lose the game in stunning fashion. All right, let's go back to the lines. James, you're up next. Talk to us, James. Yeah, good afternoon. How y'all doing? My man, James. Um, yeah, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, yeah, Lamar, you know, he kind of really blew that game. I mean, uh, at this point in his career, you don't make that play, man. You don't throw a back across the field you know, running, you know, that's something a rookie would do. If you want to be rated as, you know, one of the top elite quarterbacks, you can't do that, man. You just cannot do that. Uh, Number two, as many times Lamar has bailed out the defense throughout his career, the defense could not bail him out yesterday. Even after that turnover, they gave up that touchdown. We have a problem with our defense, and the Ravens have a problem with no receivers. The no receivers problem is something that not happened just last year. It's been happening in the whole, you know, career of the Ravens, you know. You know, the Steelers never waste a first-round pick on a, on a receiver because what they do, they develop receivers. And the Ravens cannot do that. They cannot do that for some reason. And, you know, it's just gotten to the point where now – um, we are at a point where we don't have a good defense. If we try to blitz, well, secondary can't cover. If we don't blitz, the secondary still can't cover. You know? I mean. Well, and, and again, this team, James, look, you've laid it out accurately. And the bottom line is this Ravens team is a good team, right. but 
It is, it, but it's a team that's very limited. This defense, yes. this defense, it cannot carry a, a team. The offense doesn't have enough weapons to carry a team. So, uh, for them to win and beat a good team, they're going to have to be operating that day yeah. on all cylinders. I, I tend to agree with James' you know, first point, but I have to say it's about execution and it's about the internal development. We're talking about all this big money. Look at the contract that Marlon Humphrey has. Look at the contract Ronnie Stanley has. Absolutely. Look at the contract that you're going to have to pay for your quarterback, and you're going to have to develop. I think Bateman and DuVernay are, are, are really, really good wide receivers, and we have a really, really good, if not the best, tight end in the league. The weapons are there if the execution is there. And I think if we went back and looked at plays, is Lamar turning the ball over because somebody couldn't get open? Is Lamar turning the ball over or taking a sack because the receivers can't get separation? Or is it missed execution that's resulted in some of this? Where well, if the play is executed, we're talking about DuVernay, we're talking about Bateman, and we're talking about Isaiah Likely on the big ESPN nightly show or NBC right before the uh, football night in America. Well, I, I disagree with him, James. I, I think that those guys, those wide receivers, are number twos and number threes at best. They don't have absolutely. a number one. You absolutely, and, you know, right. You got to have a number you know, one. You go to the, the big tier league. I mean, teams like Buffalo, Kansas City, and so forth. You know, they have two and three deep receivers. I mean, that fourth receiver would probably be the Ravens' number one receiver. Come on, man. Um, Look, I hate to say it. Listen, I, you know what? I, I, I got to say it. I shouldn't say I hate to say it, but it's real. That the commander's receivers are better than the Ravens, okay? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. and Right, right. Now, the commanders, as awful as they are, they're strong in two categories. They got good wide receivers, especially with scary Terry McLaren. And they have two really good defensive tackles in Payne and, and Allen. Okay, sure. but beyond that. I know you're from down that way. I know you're from down these parts. But the commanders, Washington commanders, FedEx Field, they could sit this conversation out. James, all I'm saying is as bad as they are, guess what? The Ravens have won three games, and the Commanders have won two. So only one game separates them at this point. That's right. Okay, so, hey, I dropped the mic. Thanks, James. And one is in first place in their division, by the way. And it ain't the Commanders. The Ravens' schedule, I don't see too many teams that I can go in and say before the game starts that the Ravens going to win or beat. You can say what you want to say. I picked this loss the other day. I said that the Ravens, the Giants are four and one. Well, okay, look into your look into your look into your crystal ball. What's the Ravens' uh, finish record? What's what's their final record? I can't I I, I can't say, Coach, because I don't see I don't see much hope that they can really go in. Just in their conference, man, okay? They can win their division. They can win that. You think so? You think so? Okay. All right. All right. Now, after that, I don't know how much they can. 
Thank you, right, thank you. Paul. And All this right. is the people that are looking through the lens of criticism of the Ravens only, as if the Bengals have been playing great football, as if the Browns have been playing great football, as if Pittsburgh has been playing great football. Again, no, no, it's, 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 a, it's a mediocre, it's a, it's a mediocre division this year. Say it again. It's a very mediocre division this year. Absolutely. And the Ravens should be the better team in that division, but no one's playing lights out in the division, which gives us hope week after week. Fair enough. But I can see now at this point, 10, 11 wins is probably where the Ravens are going to end up. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say, see that 10 wins. Yeah. All right, let's see what John has to say. John, you're up. Oh, thank you. Uh, two quick comments. When you get on, you know, when you talk about the term limit thing, if you notice, after about two terms of most, I'm speaking at the uh, mayoral or the governor level, after two years, I mean, two terms, there's generally a, even there's a weariness among voters, or there's a weariness among the uh, office seekers, and in the third term only happens once in a while. That's why I'm against it. And and usually that third term is for somebody who still has a high popularity at the end of the second term. Because if uh, O'Malley had a run, he wasn't going to win the third term. And getting to the uh, the uh, the Ravens. The Ravens hey, had hey, real quick, John. Real quick, ahead. John. I want to. I have. I want to ask you. You say he mm-hmm. wouldn't have won. I don't know if that's revisionist history or not because he won as governor. Um, he left the the mayor's role after um, almost two terms to become governor, which he was reelected to. So yeah, but, I don't but know I'm saying, but he, but he I, wouldn't have but, gotten three terms here in Baltimore. Do you think he would have gotten a third term as as governor? No, I, no, no, not a third term as governor if <laughs> no. there weren't term limits for that. But he would, in my opinion, I would think he would have been a, the front runner for a third term as Baltimore mayor had he not run for governor. Okay, so that meant that the people were very happy with what he was doing. So what do you have to? Okay, the term limits it just cuts off people. And I agree with Coach, who really are doing a great job, and the voters has a high popularity and the voters want them in. And real quick about the Ravens, they have invested less money in wide receivers than any other uh, team in the league. They are dead last. And they do not have, when you look at the Buffalo Bills with their with Diggs and Davis, and you can go right down the line, they don't have those kind of receivers. It's the offense. No, they don't. Too, it's too tight. It's too tight and oriented. And you got to have something out there at the wild, you know, at the wide receiver. Uh, okay, thank you, guys. Good job, Brian. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Now, if 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 if, if there were a third term, here, now here's an if and but. Do you think Larry Hogan would have won? Hands down, easily. He, he his popularity okay. hasn't wavered. He literally the the average is probably seventy percent popular. Wait a minute, you saying he would beat Wes Moore? If if is that what you're saying, the Golden Boy? Well, I think things. I think we're doing hypotheticals. <laughs> if that's the hypothetical matchup, um, you might have had some people move away uh, from Hogan to vote for Wes. 
but the world would be lined up differently. The world is lining up with a Dan Cox versus a Larry Hogan. And you have to also consider um, Larry Hogan beat uh, the lieutenant governor at the time, Anthony Brown, and then beat Ben Jealous, who had arguably a bit more of a, a profile than Wes Moore um, when he ran. So I don't know if he had a third term, if he wouldn't have won. I think he would have won because he had. Oh, he would have won hands down. Yeah, yeah. he would have won. Hands down. Now the question is, I think if Donald Trump does not run, and I don't think he will, uh, will Larry Hogan throw his hat into the Republican primary? Uh, now that's going to be doesn't really matter because he won't. He won't win. He might not even win Maryland just because the primary. That's what we have to look at. That primary vote. Well, his problem is going to be. I think that the Republicans would do well. They'd be smart to run someone that's moderate, like a Larry Hogan. But they, they won't. won't. And, and, yeah. They want an extremist. They want, and, an and extremist. that's what they got in Maryland. And that's why. Mm-hmm. But, but again, look. When I was coaching, we had an expression. There were some schools I would send a taxi cab for. Now it would be an Uber to make sure that they got to the gym safe and on time because I knew I could beat them. And that's what the Democrats did. There were rumors that they supplied money during the Republican primary for Cox. Not a rumor. That's a that's a fact. They did that purposely, though, Coach. They did that purposely to get the the, the Trump type voters that are 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 gonna that are running these primaries in certain states to overcome uh, Kelly Schultz. You know why? Because they pretty much knew it was a slam dunk that people weren't even gonna give Cox a thought, and that's happened across the country. And and it's it's a fact that the Democratic. Uh, uh, the committee gave uh, several money, uh, tons of money to certain candidates to boost their message about we don't believe this election was real. We believed it was rigged to fire up that base of small, loud people who are winning primary elections. And finally, I know we're up against the clock, but uh, we have to talk about a little bit maybe next week about the the midterms um, and the, the, the Senate race, my prediction is that the Republicans will regain the House and the Democrats will hold the Senate and maybe add, okay, boy, Walker, Herschel Walker and Warnick. Good gracious, man. Well, I mean, if, if Herschel Walker is elected to the Senate, I mean, this is my... I'm not big on this democracy process. I'm not big on it, okay? I, I really am not because he, the, a person can be elected to the more, more powerful positions and affect our lives mm-hmm. with the majority of people who, are, who are, aren't educated voters. And when I say educated, I'm not necessarily talking about from an academia perspective or degrees but just knowing they're voting for people because they like how they vote. they're voting for people because of the name. Yeah. And well, if, if, if Warnock is a senator, man, would that make a mockery of this whole system? No, if Herschel Walker is the senator. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Not Warnock. Excuse yeah, me. Warnock. Yeah. 
Well, excuse me, Warnock should be the senator. He is, and he should be. He does a great job. But Herschel yeah, I mean, Walker. And, 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 Coach, even if you have some philosophical differences, which some traditional Republicans will with Warnock, you cannot support the Constitution and democracy and vote for that fool, Herschel Walker. He, is, he, has, he doesn't represent a single one of your values. But the only thing some of the, the 800,000-plus that will vote for Herschel Walker see is he'll vote for another uh, ridiculous judge like some of the ones that are on the Supreme Court, and he'll walk lockstep with Mitch McConnell and some of the foolishness that are taking away rights from blacks, from minorities, and from women. That's what will happen with a Herschel Walker. So if you know people in Georgia, you need to make sure they vote. And that, that, that's right. I was rushing because we were up at the clock. But thank you. I'm talking. Warnick, vote for Warnick. Vote for him. We endorse on this show. Vote for Warnick, Herschel Walker, and it would be a travesty if this guy is 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 in but uh final words man hey um you know again i'm keeping hope alive uh the ravens have work to do you got tampa bay on the way you got new orleans on the way so they have some tough games in front of them. these aren't walks in the park by any stretch of the imagination so i'm keeping hope alive and look we have to vote in maryland don't take for granted that the poll will say 30%. If you don't vote, it gets closer and closer every day you don't vote. So make sure you get your ballot in if it's a mail-in or you're going in person. And real quick, check me out this evening um, on the podcast, 929-477-1209. 929-477-1209. We're going to talk about the history of the Urban Coalition, one of the greatest basketball summer leagues in America, and on Wednesday, I'll have Olympian gold medalist winner Bob Beeman. All right, folks, great show. And uh, hey, as I always say, make good decisions because life is hard, but it's even harder when you're stupid. I'm out. Peace.